Welcome to the Books and Bites podcast. Each month, we bring you book recommendations and discuss the bites and beverages to pair with them. I'm Carrie Green, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Michael Cunningham and Adam Wheeler. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Since April is National Poetry Month, today we're talking about the fourth prompt in the Books and Bites challenge, books of poetry or novels in verse. We're dividing this month's discussion into two separate episodes. So today we're going to give you some brief recommendations from each of us. This is kind of an experiment, so please let us know what you think. You can email us at podcast at justpublib.org. So I recently discovered that there is such a thing as horror poetry. So if you're like me and enjoy the dark and suspenseful, check out The Apocalyptic Mannequin by Stephanie M. Wojtovich. This collection of poetry is not for the faint of heart. The prose is beautifully lyrical and yet visceral, not shying away from the blood and horror of the end of the world. They describe the trauma, grief, and fear are surviving in an apocalyptic landscape, with each poem almost reading like a self-contained story or monologue. The poem, Ground Zero, describes the aftermath of a nuclear detonation. Quote, Beneath the soil of radioactive craters, there's a whispering, a shudder of air. Still warm from the blast, its breath, a death note, an incurable disease, begging to be inhaled. Fear its body, the way it stands tall, invisible, a mirage that wields your DNA like a serrated knife against a calf's throat. Is it inside you yet? This collection is available as an ebook through Hoopla Digital. <laughs> it sounds really spooky. Uh, I, I I'm not quite sure if they mean uh, something about zombies or nuclear well, radiation or a virus. Well, this this the poem Ground Zero is about like a radioactive fallout after a nuclear bomb goes off. But each one hmm. is almost like a different story. Some of it contain like a zombie thing. Some of this deals with survival and the trauma of living in an apocalyptic hellscape. One's cut like, you know, you know, being consumed by cancer. They're very, just kind of real visceral and raw and bloody. It's very interesting. Probably not your thing, Carrie, but. <laughs> I, well, I just think it's funny and, and it kind of illustrates a big point about poetry is that people think of poetry and they just think of like William Shakespeare or William Wordsworth, but really there is truly something for everyone. There's oh yeah. Even, <laughs> there's even horror poetry. A friend of mine named Robert Campbell um, has a chat book that came out fairly recently um, and it's called Monster Colloquia. And I wouldn't classify it as horror poetry per se, but he does write about zombies and um, things like that sort of in a pop, pop culture way. Um, so even if it's not, um, you know, classified as horror, I think that there's lots of options out there. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Heads up that this title is best for adults and does involve heavy subjects like sexual violence, child abuse, and self-harm. So now that that's out of the way, the third and final book in Amanda Lovelace's Women Are Some Kind of Magic series. The book, This book of poetry blends fantasy with reality uh, to address the author's journey to healing from abuse. Um, I haven't even said the name of the book, have I? Uh, it is The Mermaid's Voice Returns in this one. Um, so the three books in the series, starting with The Princess Saves Herself in this one, followed by The Witch Doesn't Burn in this one, and finished with The Mermaid's Voice Returns in this one, uh, represent the three phases of the author learning to survive trauma and heal. Uh, it's definitely worth reading. Uh, the Witch Doesn't Burn in this one is available both in hard copy and as an ebook via Hoopla Digital. Now, did she start get her start on Instagram? Is she one of I, one of those Insta poets that that they're always talking about? This most recent one had quite a few contributors, uh, so that might be the case. I know Rupi Core was a, another one. It was an Instagram mm-hmm. star, right? Um, I really don't know. Hmm. Well, that's okay. I guess. Um, you, you know, you can't count it as uh, a book on Books and Bites, but Instagram is also a good place <laughs> to go looking yeah. for poetry. <laughs> and there are quite a few um, books that have been published out of that, I think. Gay's book of essays, The Book of Delights, on this podcast. And it's a book that reminded me just how radical and important it is to read, quote, a book of black delight daily as air, unquote. Gay's award-winning poetry collection, Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude, is also full of delight with poems about such topics as gardening, childhood, and bodies. Friends, begins one poem, quote, Mine are ugly feet, the body's common wreckage stuffed into boots. But the book is also not without loss, including grief over a dead father and a murdered friend, losses which make the decision to choose gratitude all the more poignant, as the final poem, Last Will and Testament, exhorts, quote, Oh, for God's sake, have a little fun with this grave and grisly drill, unquote. As with Gay's essays, reading this book feels like talking to a friend. It's one I return to often for its lush lyricism, warmth, and humor. So so your connection to the Black Delight, is that what you said earlier? Yeah. So is this a Black author? telling black stories uh, or is that completely, am I really misinterpreting? Um, well, yes, he, he is a black author who, and his first book, not his first book, his book of essays is called the book of delights that I've, and I've talked about that yeah. on the podcast before. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Short story month last year. I think. Yeah, short stories and essays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I think every one of Elizabeth Acevedo's novels and verse has been on Books and Bites in some way or another. Author of The Poet X and With the Fire on High, Acevedo's Clap When You Land splits perspective between two teens, Camina Rios in the Dominican Republic and Yahira Rios in New York City, who uh, each lose their father in a plane crash. And uh, despite their grief, uh, they find each other and begin a new connection. I'm not entirely sure if this means they have the same father living a double life or not, but I want to find out. Uh, Clap When You Land is recommended for older teens and is available both in hard copy and as an ebook or downloadable audiobook on Libby. As much as Elizabeth Acevedo has been on Books and Bites, I really need to um, read or listen to one of her books. I, I, I think a lot of them are available on audiobook too, right? Yeah, yeah. They're available on audio and they are read by her. So mm-hmm. I think it adds... Uh, extra layer of emotion she just she does really good with it yeah Mm -hmm. i think she started off as a slam poet um so i think people who who come into poetry that way are maybe a little bit more used to performing their work than some other writers that would make sense. I mean, you can't just get up in front of a, a poetry slam and like wrote read off the page and then they said and then you know i i don't know where i'm going with that but yes it's true <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in diverse perspectives from appalachia and eastern kentucky Check out WWJD and other poems by Savannah Sipple. I heard her speak at a conference last year and was just amazed at her talent. You can feel how personal and raw these poems are. It almost felt like reading someone's diary with her really laying bare her soul in this collection. One poem that really struck me uh, was entitled Evangelism Bingo. The poem itself is laid out like just like a bingo card. Uh, with each square containing a word or two. So the first, the first row across reads, the gospel, sum, submit, bear, power, children. And the last row across reads, born again, born gay, nature, proclaim peace. Hmm. So it was, it was very, very interesting. Um, you can almost feel like you're sitting in a church and this, you can just kind of mark Mark those words off during the entire mm-hmm. sermon. So, yeah. I like that. Um, I like her, the play on her title, too. Um, you know, how it's kind of subversive to what yep. people would normally think of who would use that yep. <laughs> that phrase. Yep. Uh, and this this is available um, in our poetry collection, which is located in our nonfiction section of the library. segues perfectly into my next book, which is Fanny Says by Nicole Brown, who is also someone with Kentucky roots. This is a poetry book that reads 
kind of like a novel, or perhaps I should say like a biography, as all of the poems are about the poet's grandmother, Frances Lee Cox, who was from Bowling Green, Kentucky. In a note at the beginning of the book, Brown even mentions that some of the poems, quote, are not words I wrote, but words I wrote down, transcribing best I could as my grandmother spoke to me, unquote. And Fanny is not your t- stereotypical granny in a rocking chair. She's body and tough, never leaves the house without putting on her face, and swears and talks about Jesus in the same breath. In the poem, How to Dress Like Fanny, Brown writes, quote, Don't carry a purse, but a pocketbook. And underneath, don't wear a bra and panties, but a push-up Fredericks of Hollywood brassiere and a pair of bloomers. Nylon, always white, pulled up as far as bloomers can possibly go. Unquote. <laughs> as the publisher states, Van- Fanny says, quote, wrestles with the complexities of the South, including poverty, racism, and domestic violence, unquote. This complex portrayal of one woman will have you laughing and crying. And Fanny says is available as an ebook on Hoopla. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly surprised by the books of poetry that are available on Hoopla. I think it's a great resource for if you're looking to read poetry. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff on Hoopla you just wouldn't think was on, you know, would be on there. That's where I found uh, my horror poetry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've mostly used Hoopla for comics, but I got to keep a better lookout for poetry on there. Um, I will say that that book really makes me miss my mamma Hinton. <laughs> she was she was Eastern Kentucky and full of fun colloquialisms. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I wish I could think of some right now, but of course, now that I've brought it up, I can't. Think uh, of of them. course. Yeah. Well, you would probably think of them if you just read a few poems in this book, and I highly sure. recommend checking out the book cover because there is a picture of Franny or Fanny on the cover, and she's like. You know, in this wicker, white wicker chair and all dressed in, and her hair's all big, and it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> so, adding to the lightheartedness that was, uh, Fanny says, uh, I have a fun one, well, Part of, part, parts of it are fun, parts of it are very heavy because environment. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have one uh, from the Young People's Poet Laureate, Naomi Shabab Nye, Castaway, Poems for Our Time. I don't know why I decided to introduce that as an uplifting book, but whatever. <laughs> Sticking with it. This middle grade collection of poems all focus on one subject. The somethings and sometimes the some ones that we cast away. Plastic waste, trash, and even people are easily tossed away every day without much thought. That said, there's a story connected to all our disposed possessions uh, and an impact that goes along with them. Uh, readers can find Castaway in hard copy at JCPL as well as both an ebook and downloadable audiobook on Hoopla Digital. 
Naomi, Naomi Shihab Nye has a lot of great anthologies, I think, that she has edited um, from various topics. Um, so if you want to explore different writers, you know, not, not just a collection by the same poet, I think um, that would be a great option. Is she most- have- Go ahead. I was going to add, is she mostly YA? I don't know. No, she's the Young People's Poet Laureate, but I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think I've, there we have some collections um, that she has put together, not written, but put together in the adult section as well. And, and I think that, I mean, she writes poetry as well, which is probably, I know she writes for adults as well. I highly suggest checking out Kwame Alexander's Light for the World to See, A Thousand Words of Race and Hope. This collection contains only three poems, but each one hits with a powerful punch. The first one is entitled American Bullet Points, uh, which was written last May after the killing of George Floyd. That's followed by Take a Knee, uh, which was written following Colin Kaepernick's protest against racial injustice and police brutality. Um, when he took a knee during the National Anthem during the NFL games. And it ends with The Undefeated, a poem written in 2008 after Barack Obama was elected president. And this was also made into a fantastic children's book that was illustrated by Kadir Nelson. I would, nah, that, it's really powerful, the illustration. So. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so these poems, as described by the author in the foreword, are much more than poems. There are chants and songs of protest, calls to action. Um, so from American Bullet Points, quote, we can't run, we can't stay. We can't fight, we can't last. We can't vote, we can't voice, we can't whistle, we can't breathe, we can't breathe. And what really makes this collection stand out and enhances our already powerful prose are the graphically designed pages within it uh, like there's for example like on the one of the first second pages is just it's like police yellow police tape with the the poem written on it on it mm. and, um really powerful stuff mm-hmm. and this is currently available in a poetry collection in a non-fiction section cool now he is that the same writer who writes for children and young adults? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was... A, is a crossover that he's done? He's done... He's done quite a bit. Yeah. He's done crossover and uh, some other... Some others related to crossover. And then for about senior high, he's done um, Swing and... Oh, I can't remember the name of the other one. One where a musician is looking for his dad. Or his dad was a, a celebrity musician, and he's gone. I, I, I can't really do with it. Mm-hmm. Yay, novels and verse. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, was it, what's the one Jason Reynolds did? 
Long Way Down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read that last year, and that was that was really good. Yeah, fantastic. Pretty good. I know. I think we've all talked about it at least once on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another writer who's made multiple appearances. Yeah, on Books and Bites. book is Monument by Natasha Trethewey. Natasha Trethewey's most recent book is the memoir Memorial Drive, which tells the story of her mother, who was murdered by her second ex-husband when Trethewey was just 19 years old. But Trethewey is also one of this nation's most accomplished poets, serving two terms as United States Poet Laureate. We have several of her books of poems in print as ebooks and as digital audio. If you've never read her poetry before, you might want to start with Monument, New and Selected Poems, which offers a selection of poems from each of her books. Trethaway is the daughter of a white man and a black woman and was born in Gulfport, Mississippi at a time when her parents' marriage was illegal. Her poems explore memory, race, and grief. They also frequently look at historical figures, whether real or imagined. The poems in her book, Biloxophilia, for example, are about a mixed-race prostitute living in New Orleans in the early 1900s. And um, those poems were inspired by photographs by, I think his name was E.J. Belloc, that he made in New Orleans in the early 1900s of prostitutes. and she saw this photograph of a mixed race prostitute. So that figure is imagined, but kind of based on this image that she saw. Um, the poem Native Guard from her Pulitzer Prize winning collection of the same title is about a real soldier who was in the Louisiana Native Guard, the first troop of African American soldiers to fight for the Union Army. And she is one of my absolute favorite poets, so I um, I highly recommend her. What was that one uh, you said took place in the 1900s? Bellaxophilia. So we we don't have that collection, but we but some of the poems from the collection appear in Monument. So okay. it's a good book to kind of get an overview of her work. I'll have to add that to the TBR. That one sounds pretty <laughs> interesting. I love anything New Orleans or Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Books and Bites podcast. For more information about the podcast or the Books and Bites challenge, visit our website at justpublive.org slash books hyphen bites. Our theme song is The Breakers by Scott Whitten from his album In Close Quarters with the Enemy. You can find out more about Scott and his music on his website, adoreforadesk.com.